Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a productive gore call in which we speak to executives right after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have him back, Steve Saviak, Valio Pharma's CEO. Valio trades on the CSC under VPH for our friends in the US, VPHIF. And for those of you in Europe, VP2 on Frankfurt. For those who are new to the story, you know, when you hear pharma, especially in small cap, you think, ah, might be years away from something. Here's what you need to know. Valio is a revenue generating Canadian pharma company right now. 2020 net revenues, $7.5 million, $7.5 million. The way they do it is they're acquiring Canadian, they're acquiring rights to commercial stage proprietary drugs and then commercializing them in Canada. So imagine if a drug is really successful overseas, but doesn't have Canada on its market, on its market target market. Value is a company they reach out to. And this is why they've got such great results. In fact, they just closed a $6.65 million private placement. That was upsized. Today's headline, Valio's Redesca to be covered on the Ontario Public uh, Drug Benefit Program. Steve, congratulations. Welcome to the show. Yes, uh, thank you. Thank you very much, George. And it's, uh, it's always nice to be back on Agoracom. Before we get into the details, how big is this just as a milestone to be on the Ontario uh, Drug Benefit Program? Uh, it's a very significant step. The, what uh, your viewers uh, uh, will appreciate or need to appreciate is uh, drugs have to be paid for by someone. And uh, they're either typically paid for by private insurers, so you have a company pension or insurance plan that I'll pay, or for roughly 50% of the population, uh, they're paid for by the various provinces. And the province, it's not just a question of the provinces saying, well, you pay for every drug. You have to convince the, the province that there's a benefit to their patients, their, their, their population, as well as to them uh, for doing so. So uh, it's, it's key to the commercial success of a drug. And we're very happy that Ontario was the first to act. We are certainly expecting that the rest of the provinces in Canada will follow suit. Uh, Ontario was just a first mover for some very sort of technical negotiation reasons, but uh, uh, all the other provinces are have an interest in in uh, also reimbursing the drug. It, they just have different timelines, so I would sure. expect that to happen between now and the end of the summer. You'll see different provinces coming on at different times. So let's talk about the drug because in the headline I read off, it's Redesca and Redesca HP, but 99.5% of people watching don't know what that is. Yeah. So what is that drug? Because I know when you say it, everyone will understand what it is, but what is it that, you know, that uh, that was a catalyst to Ontario saying, yeah, we definitely have to have this on the program. Well, the drug itself is uh, is an anticoagulant or uh, uh, it's a blood thinner, if you will. So sure. it prevents... Uh, uh, blood clots that can be potentially uh, obviously dangerous or fatal. Uh, unfortunately, you're starting to hear and you heard yesterday in Quebec, a woman died of a, a micro uh, clot in her brain after getting the COVID vaccine. So using these anti-clotting agents are, uh, are very important. Traditionally, they're used when you go in for some type of surgery, maybe a hip implant, knee implant, cardiac surgery, certain uh, cancer indications. So when you're hospital ridden, your body has a tendency to blood flow not being as great as it, as it normally is when you're active. 
and you have you can have issues. So it's used in the hospital predominantly, but it's also uh, when the patient exits the hospital, uh, they also give in a prescription. So this is where the pharmacy is involved and where the ODB, the Ontario Drug Benefit Plan, pays a big role. Uh, why Ontario? Why this drug? Uh, this is a $200 million market. We're coming out with something, called, our drug is considered something called a biosimilar. I won't get into the intricacies of biosimilars, but one of the advantages of biosimilars is that they are priced lower than the conventional drugs. And the provinces love it because Ontario will save a lot of money by using Redesca versus conventional drugs. And the drug is every bit as efficacious as the other drugs. Well, so, let me ask you about that because it is a $200 million market. So that's great from a target point of view, but I've got to think that George's anticoagulant, Bob's blood thinner, you know, they're all out there. So why is it that Redesca can, is going to walk into what I would have to think is a pretty established marketplace for blood thinners. Like you said, right. you need it for surgery, you need it after surgery. Uh, What's the what, devil's advocate? Why is Redesca a better fit for the province of Ontario and for patients like me? Well, number number one, there's three competitors that have all been around since the mid '90s. So you're right; these are not the new category of drugs. Uh, it, these are the injectable blood thinners. There's also the orally taken blood thinners, which is an even bigger market. But that's not the market we address. And the two have been coexisting for the last 15 plus years right. together. Why? The, the main reason is availability of supply. These are drugs that can be on back order because they're, they come from a biologic origin. So that's one of the, it's not an unlimited supply of these, of, of this biologic origin. Right. So that's one thing. The second is the, 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 uh, the price, the pricing and the provinces are trying to encourage biosimilars. A good example of another biosimilar uh, in another uh, therapeutic area, arthritis and psoriasis is uh, Remicade. Um, where you, you've got this huge drug and, and uh, biosimilars have tried to or have started to attack that market. What the provinces want to do is encourage biosimilars. Why? Because it brings down drug costs. And they so need to save have, money, right, Steve? Uh, they their, save their money. budgets are no, the, COVID. the Ontario market for, uh, for this drug is roughly $75 million. Uh, if we could save the Ontario government, you know, 15 million, that would be pretty interesting. I think, so I think all the provinces see this and what they do at that point in time is they favor, they, they curry favor to the biosimilar companies because they want to encourage these entrants coming in that to drive down drug costs. So one is availability and security of supply. That's obviously safety of the product. It's we have in Europe, the product was launched six years ago. They have 150 million man days of use with an extremely low safety, a good safety profile, low incidence of, of adverse events, and then the savings on the side. So um, great product, cheaper, it's kind of hard to argue against that. And there's the value. Well, those are, you know, that's it. It's, it's uh, that those are the main features and availability, which is, should not be underestimated. Uh, just having that security of supply. And uh, I think that it bodes well. And I have to say the initial feedback we've had from the provinces is very strong from the hospitals, very strong. They're looking for alternatives. They're looking to save money. Uh, and this is a great drug to do it. And as I mentioned earlier, we believe our top line on this drug, uh, probably 24 to 30 months out from now, will be about 30 million uh, annual on an annual turnover rate. So that's a, you know, 
pretty strong number. Yeah, that that's a fantastic number just on one product. That's a fantastic. Product. I mean, to put that in perspective, uh, right now you did seven point five million dollars for the last you know the last year that you reported the la the last right. fiscal yeah. year. So, yeah. well, doing thirty million to, on one, uh, that's a four hundred percent. That's a fourfold increase just from one yeah. drug. We're we're expecting to double that number this year, and as part of it is with Redesca. And the beauty of it is it, it has been launched, so we it's approved by Health Canada. We have it in our warehouse. We've actually launched it, so we've shipped it out to customers as we speak. And now we've got the uh, the provincial, uh, the province of Ontario, uh, agreeing to pay for it effective April 30th. So it's this Friday. So it's really we've got all of the commercial. Our, our commercial plan is fully aligned on a very exciting time. Wow, that's fast. So I was about to, I was about to ask it ETA to revenue. So so let's go. If it's listed on April 30th, here's the question I have for you. Does the cash register start, just start ringing on May 1st or do you guys still have to lay a marketing foundation down where you reach out to doctors and practitioners to let them know that Redesca is available to them? Well, yeah, we've actually, we actually have revenues as we speak. So our quarter end is in, is April 30th and there will be Redesca revenues in April 30th. We've started to ship the product and build the product. Okay. Um, we've been marketing this product. Uh, we, we received approval from Health Canada December, early December. Uh, we've been marketing it since uh, early February. So it was more a question of a lot of people are aware of it. A lot of people are very interested. Now it's a question of when is it going to be available? It's available now. Their second question is, is the government going to pay for it? Do we have that? Because in, you know, the, the government, uh, in terms of these, this ODB, about 60% of, uh, of all patients at retail would be covered uh by odb in ontario uh so it's a big chunk of of people uh so 60 percent of our sales will have this uh, uh, government payment the other 40 percent would be typically life insurance plans or insurance companies through benefit plans so if you've got 60 percent of your market that's now saying okay we will pay for something um that's a big step up from uh, where we that's, were i'm jealous know. yeah it's uh it's a key. It's key for all drug companies, whether it be Valio or Pfizer. Uh, provincial reimbursement is one of the major, an unheard of thing. Most people don't think about it that aren't in the industry. But in the industry, you can have a great drug if no one wants to pay for it. It uh, it's a great drug that doesn't sell very much. So it's it's paramount to get payment. Does Ontario set the tone for the rest of the country? You we touched on it at the beginning where you said. You expect other provinces and naturally they all have their own regime. So, you know, there's, but once you get Ontario, uh, do the other provinces tend to say, okay, if Ontario uh, has passed it, we're relying kind of like driver's licenses, marriages. If I have a driver's license in Ontario, I pretty much automatically get one in Edmonton because we have that understanding that if you're, you're good one province, is that the same way for Redesca and getting listed on, or do you still have to go through hoops for each one of those above and beyond paperwork? Well, it, we, we put out a press release to answer your question uh, a couple of weeks ago, which said that we signed a letter of intent with something known as the Pan-Canadian Pharmaceutical Alliance. And what this is, is an association. It's all the provinces and some of the, like the military and the territories that have gone together. And they say, we as a group will negotiate with Valio and to determine pricing and other features of uh, this drug. Once they decide that, that uh, once you sign that letter of intent, the provinces all follow suit. So uh, when I say other provinces will follow Ontario, they won't follow Ontario from the point of view of Ontario setting the lead. It's just that Ontario 
operated in a quicker fashion than the other provinces. But because we've got this letter of intent with the Pan-Canadian Pharmaceutical Alliance, that's the real trigger. That was the press release that I think a lot of people probably didn't uh, uh, you know, fully comprehend is that's what sets the tone for all the provinces. So in other words, we're, it's, you know, God. we have to negotiate with each one of them, but the negotiations do not have to do with price. They don't have, have to do with should they or shouldn't they reimburse this. They might have to do with terms, length of the agreement, things of that nature. So we expect all of the other jurisdictions to follow suit. Uh, you know, the Pan-Canadian Pharmaceutical Alliance were great to work with. Clearly, we bring a, a benefit. Uh, they saw a strong benefit in this drug. Um, clearly, the pricing benefit was was one of the features. Uh, so the other, it's just, you know, Ontario was quick. Uh, Quebec might be a couple of months. You might have some other promises will be four or five months. But everyone wants, you know, when there's savings to be had, no one's dragging their feet. They want to get these savings in place. And, and with, with, all you know with and it, every, every day it's costing them money not to have redesco you know exactly so i think that uh it, it's we're pleasantly surprised with the uh the, the the discussions we're having and with the openness with which but you know you do have to convince these uh, the authorities that the drug is safe that it's got a track sure. record that we can and, and more importantly almost or as importantly not nothing's more important than safety is availability Will you have the drug? It's all great. And they say, well, we're going to commit to this drug. We're going to support you. And then you say, I cannot supply. That's not the case here. We're Our partner is the largest producer of this type of uh, drug in the world. So um, it's uh, we, we have a very strong supply partner. And, and that's key uh, amongst many things in a, bringing a drug to market. But you know, your licensor and their abilities are, are also right up there in what we look for. Well, be, before March 2020, I think we all took for granted that all drugs, all pharmaceuticals are available all the time. It's, you know, it's a given. But now we've learned just seeing what's happening with vaccines around the world and availability that that's not the case. So, you know, having having uh, having supply lockdown obviously is important. Let me ask you a uh, last question for you, Steve, more like a, der a derivative of all this. Your your core business is is telling the world George Pharma out of Greece and Bob Pharma out of Britain. You're going to them and saying, "Hey guys, you have great success there. Canada's not on your on your list. You know, you want to do all of the EU. You probably want to go to US. Uh, trust Trust Valio uh, to be your partner in Canada. How much does an announcement like this uh, help you in securing other drugs and forming other great partnerships when?" you keep showing successes like this, where, hey, look, we got uh, Redesca covered uh, by the biggest province under their drug benefit program. Yeah, that's, uh, it, it's definitely uh, a feather in our cap, so to speak. It's, uh, you know, the, when we start talking to companies or uh, outside of Canada or even within Canada that want to partner with uh, a commercial partner like as us, and, and literally other than the manufacturing of the drug and the initial development, we do everything else, the regulatory, the pricing, the commercial, full commercial marketing sales and all the medical back stuff, you know, an adverse event or someone, the doctor calls up and wants to have more information. All of that's handled within value. But the key for us is to stay true to our to our uh, our therapeutic focus. So that's the number one thing. So if we say, hey, we're in respiratory, well, we're talking to other companies in respiratory. We're not talking to companies with women's health products. 
there's other you know other peers of ours that do that. We're not talking to cardio uh, cardiac uh, companies or cardiology companies. We want to focus in respiratory, neurology, oncology. So right away we built an expertise in this area. So that's what companies look for. You have the ability to take our drug and market it because you know the target audience, you know the physicians. Then they look at something. Well, how do you can you get the drug paid for by the promises? So getting it approved by Health Canada is something companies look at. And also, can you get reimbursement? That's a real key thing. And it's not a, a slam dunk. There is the process. Not all companies uh, exit that process with reimbursement. The, maybe the pricing doesn't work or some other uh, uh, parameters. But uh, it, it shows that we have a strong internal team at yeah. that's capable. And uh, definitely, you know, that's when you sit down with potential partners, they look at all all aspects, and, and this one is an important one. And, and I can see it on LinkedIn. Companies, or literally countries around the world are, have been looking at this, uh, and companies, I know which companies they are, uh, because you know, whether it be from Milan or from other, and uh, uh, obviously they're looking at interesting, oh, Valio is able to do that, that's good. We're, we're glad we've linked up with them, or maybe we want to link up with them, so uh, very- uh, That's what I figured. And that's why you guys are growing, right? Did $7.5 million uh, last fiscal year, this one, you're expecting to double that, right? Yeah. And if I see the numbers right, you're expecting by by 2025 to be doing about $160 million of revenue. Correct. That's on the back of Redesca, but clearly it's also on the back of our new our two new asthma products, which we partnered with Novartis for. And these are two truly uh, um, innovative products just approved by Health Canada uh, last year. Uh, and we'll be launching those very shortly in the coming weeks. And uh, uh, I'm sure as when we do, uh, you'll have me back on your show and I can give you a bit more of an update on as to uh, why we're so high on uh, on these two products. And I, I want you to tell the world one more time, because you said in our last interview, uh, how big Valio is in terms of the the names that you're now being compared to in Canada. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think we're on the, the companies that we look at as our peers and that we're growing towards are companies like HLS, uh, Medexis, Knight, uh, the old Paladin, which is now uh, 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 part of Endo. Uh, th this is who we, we want to be compared with. And uh, we're growing, we're growing. We'll be over 100 employees by the fall, about 110. We'll have an extremely um, large sales force across Canada, which is key, you know, to be able to, and, and sales is changing today. Digital is, is the norm uh, or becoming more the norm. And we've done some great strides there be able to interact with physicians in a digital fashion and not a in a there's no personal contact as you can imagine today it's very difficult so uh i think our your audience are, are is going to see some good things from valio we're you're seeing they're seeing and they will continue to see some good things and uh, you know but everyone wants to see top line sales growth and you're going to start seeing it with the second quarter and beyond well you guys are delivering steve time and time again this is an exciting store to watch uh, you know, we're going to hit that tipping point at some point when people just say, I keep hearing value. I keep hearing the wins. I keep hearing the successes. And then, you know, we're going to hit that matrix moment where yeah. the investment community just finally says, and remember Warren Buffett, uh, created the biggest fortune on the planet, uh, or at least at a time because he found those undervalued companies before the rest of the market jumped on. So, uh, well, you know, that's, that, that's uh, the way I look at Valio. I, well, if you're encouraging Warren to become a shareholder in Valio, I, I would have no problem with that. I'm pretty sure he's watching. 
<laughs> Congratulations, great. Steve, to you and the Thank team, man. Much, Way to George. go. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Steve Saviak, he's a CEO of Valio Pharma, trades on the CSC under VPH in the US, VPHIF, and for our friends in Europe on VP2. Guys, I've already given the revenue numbers. You heard the numbers here. They're expecting just this blood thinner, Redesca, to be uh, worth about $30 million a year within 24 to 30 months or so. You know they're growing. Do your due diligence because we can't tell you anything more than that. The way to do it is get to Agoracom. Take a look at the profile section for Valio because we know it's pharma. So we've got the 30,000-foot you know, view laid out nicely for you. Then from there, hop over to the Valio site, do your deep dive due diligence, hopefully discover your next great small cap pharma company. Just don't say 12 months from now. We didn't tell you so. Have a great day. See you next time.